0: Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things hockey, interview players, and help new ones learn the game. If you want to learn something new about hockey, this is your show. Get ready, you're listening to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. And welcome in to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Adam. Adam Rothstein. So today we are going to be talking about high school hockey, uh, JV, and varsity. And um, if you're in a private school, it doesn't matter. If Or if you go to public school and pay club fees, it doesn't matter. The point of this episode is to help um, high school players or those who are going to be upcoming in the fall uh get ready so uh back in my day which was 10 years ago I oh more than 10 years ago now um uh yeah it's like 10 let's just say 10 and a half and around it um it was it was interesting I was good enough to be a forward yet I played defense uh at the same time, I was benched most of the time uh, during games, unless we were like down six nothing, or we were, or for the only exception for senior night, uh, did I actually get some playing time? Uh, if it was a- anything like that, I didn't get anything during the varsity uh, session. Now the JV team, even in my senior year. I still played, and, and I did pretty well, too. And these were kids who did play maybe single-A travel or were sophomores and not, or freshmen and not, but they would travel. And then the uh, older players were juniors and seniors who were playing house uh, back in Bethesda where I was. Um, that's a pretty interesting take. So I did want to just lead into uh, that background uh, of me. Now, for you, the listener, uh, if you are a parent or you are a student uh, going into high school or you're going into your next season, uh, I'll say that uh, no matter what, uh, listen to listen to the coach um, and remember, you know, the coach you know, don't ask when you're going to play, um, when you're on the bench, just look to the coach, unless it gets specific instructions beforehand, if you have any questions on, on, you know, what you need to to do to get more playing time, ask him or her, ask the assistant, um, get some advice, uh, because, the goal at the end of the day is that you want to be a a great asset to your team, both on the ice and off the ice. And, and I said off the ice, because you do want to be a good classmate to your teammates, because you are going for the same, you're going to the same school. You are representing your school as well. And, and you also want to be a good student. So keep that in mind. Now on the ice, um you're you know you have to skate hard and and definitely go to a stick and puck over the weekend uh depending on how many practices you have if you're uh you know if you have are a private school up in minnesota and you're practicing five days a week um chances are you're gonna get you're still gonna get really good and if you uh, go to a stick and puck and as well, um, I went. I actually didn't have that. Um, we practiced uh, three days a week at Cabin John, and and it, and it was interesting too. We had, uh, you know, you know, I definitely could keep up with the varsity kids, but I, I still don't know why exactly my coach kept me benched. We. We definitely could hold our own, even with the travel players. I think I think he just didn't want to risk it, too. And there were only 10 games that we had, too, in clubs. So especially if you're going to be playing in clubs and it's not covered by anything um, at all, unless if you're not going to a private school or something, uh, make sure you get your playing time in as well, whether that's JV or varsity. Um, get it in. I do think that if you're a coach and some kid is showing potential, he's there every day, he or she is there every day doing the thing, doing the things they need to be doing. You absolutely should, you absolutely should, uh, not not necessarily start them, but at least consider putting in some playing time for them. And if you need to put in your good guys to carry him a little bit, if you're that worried about defense, um, yeah, go ahead. And and let the kids build confidence, too. I know it's varsity. I know you're going to be more competitive, but still, give, give some of the other players a rest as well. And... And even if it's in like a tight game as well, I would still consider doing that. I mean, I, as weird this may seem counterintuitive because you're putting your weaker players out, but think about it. if you give some of your other players a chance to rest a little longer, they're not going to take as many shifts and they'll have fresher legs than your opposing team. Most kids don't get to play uh, for Friday Night Lights. They don't get to play on the Friday Night game, and I, I was one of the lucky few who actually did get that out of out of everyone because um, most kids don't play sports or or get on the varsity team. They don't, and and I'm grateful for that. And and um and you know and the girls got into the high school hockey, and and we're in Maryland, so I. So uh, during the 2010s, it was starting to build up a little more and we got more confident um, as well. We got, um, you know, fans, everything. And, and um, if they're right by the school, absolutely, you should go to the game as well. So I'm just grateful for that memory. Now, to the high school coaches, the referees are going to make some bad calls. They are going to, they could definitely screw you, believe me. They screwed my coach, and and uh, on a few of the calls, they technically cost us a game, which cost us the playoffs in the end, so that was kind of disappointing. We did not get to go to the playoffs, and if we had, we would have been railroaded by someone else. So be calm, and, and it's also a great learning opportunity for your players because, you know, that represents life. You know, you get something, but you don't get all of it, and, and people will screw you. You know, there, there will be people either intentionally or just for their own self-interest or whatever, but you have to find a way to overcome all of that. And if you can do that, then you're a real winner in my book. I think, um, you know, when they got to, when my Wildcats, um, that's the team I played for, Walter Johnson Wildcats, when when I left uh, the following year, they did much, much better. And I think with all of that, they, you know, they just kicked butt too. They they kicked butt. They had fun in, and, and, and even though they got railroaded by Churchill, um, Churchill High School, uh, Winston Churchill High School, no one else. But the yeah when they when they got to the playoffs, they lost nine nothing too, um, and that's another thing I do want to discuss is that there are definitely many players who go to one school who live in in this one neighborhood who can just beat you too and and that's another thing as well you you have so many you know guys in AAA um tra- like midget or and and they're like coming up from bantam um and everything and and there, and some of them are about to go into the juniors. It can get real intense. The, I mean, when I look at um, something like even football or, you know, be, you know baseball especially high school baseball, these kids have are either on travel or they've uh, just been working it, it like. They're all gonna be the same level. There's not gonna be that much of a degree of difference. Hockey is really was really different. There were some kids who just started out too, which is insane to me. It's insane that they were even able to do as well as they did. I mean, I got checked too and I was playing for about a few years and you know, five years before I got to WJ on the WJ club team. And and then when you have teams, like, you know, that have, like, all the travel players. They have, you know, the best goalie in the county, too. They have all of that. They, you know, they're going to dominate. And, and it is not the best, too. It's not, like, I don't think we should be operating like that. The, you know, the really AAA midget players are just... Di- dominant they're dominant and then you have the single a players the double a players who are not quite as good but then but they still hold they still hold up too and then you have the house players too i think I, th- there's no way you can really do all the levels and i'm grateful uh for what they did in montgomery county which is you know have the jv teams as well And and we're mostly in house too. And then there's, and there's still kids who do incredibly well with this, you know, as as well. So the approach to what I would consider, um, what I think should change with high school hockey, if you're in the uh, public school, if it's not clear on all these levels, if it's not wide enough of a gap, put that house players as your JV team. And then you put the uh, travel teams. Uh, you put the travel team. The travel players go on the varsity team. Ugh, there, there I go. Um, and, that, and then you put two championships too. But but I I it. You know there are definitely good players of all levels. And and it's just that you know you you're going in competing against. So many different levels too, and it and it isn't fair to you know the uh, kids who are in house that actually can somewhat compete with you know the single A travel kids, but then they struggle against the triple A's. It it can it is really difficult and and uh, we lost uh, we lost a game um, to. Churchill ten to nothing, um, and I took the last hit, and and with that, you know, they had all the travel players. Not anyone who was in house playing house league was on the JV team. They had they had all the goal. They had the best goalie. There, they had one of the best prospects in all of club hockey, who was playing, uh, you know triple a midget and he was on he and he was on one of the he was on the team with you know my teammates too which is like insane like you know you're playing with these people as well inter you know intermingling with you know the travel teams as well and then and then you have to also put the house players and and the single a players in there too and, and the house players, some of the house players really can compete against the travel kids when you give them enough, too. And, and it doesn't make sense, too. None of this makes sense. And, and, and they can play. They can do whatever they need to to, to succeed is when you give them the right tools. Uh, the 10 nothing game was you know a primary example of why uh, like you can get railroaded so so I don't know how it's done in Minnesota or up north but here it's it's different and and I say um, if you're doing uh, triple a and you don't want to compete if you don't want to and that's another thing too they get they get more practice time than the kids that didn't make it that doesn't make any sense either to me or they have to pay out of pocket again uh when they're not on a team as well so they so think about it the travel kids are getting easily four to five days of practice and and then you have the house players who get maybe you can get maybe three if you have the two high school practices oh okay they get like two extra additional practices to the travel kids let's just go with that it's it would be better if if we had a rule on who can who could compete the church the Winston Churchill hockey team was the most dominant hockey team in the state of Maryland so so not only were we facing the most, the toughest team in the county, we were facing the toughest team in the state every year, and and they railroaded everyone. They railroaded Wooten. They railroaded Whitman. They railroaded Sherwood and Bethesda Chevy Chase. They railroaded them all. It was unfair to everyone that played. Uh, and, and, you know, it's also not fair to the the kids that, you know, the kids that don't, ha- the schools that don't have the travel players on them as well. So it, the the level of competition is wide. It's wider than uh, basketball or baseball or even football, too. Because, you know, you can always get that one big guy who, who looks like a refrigerator and... <laughs> And just put them as a lineman or whatever in football. You can can do that. And you can definitely train, you know, people that have never played the game. And then they can, then they're like almost immediately on the level of the other kids. Or they can, you know, be effective at least. Baseball, the kids that that go on to baseball or varsity baseball they're they're there essentially they are already ready to go because they've been playing the game for so long uh, field hockey too even doesn't have this degree of difference but you take it to the ice it is that degree of difference that's insane like there's like four degrees of difference between everything could could someone you know, house players do make it. Um, one of my teammates uh, did well, but he was, you know, he was not there. Like he, like he had more playing time with me, but even he was still benched um, from uh, my team, my league, uh, not associated with um, Walter Johnson. But but you have to consider this that it's that. Um, if, if you're a commissioner, you have to consider the fact that there could be that different variability. Uh, yeah. Now, um, high school drills. Let's, let's get to that real quickly. Passing drills. I'll, I'm going to put something on my Substack, uh, as well, or I'll put out a video. Um, and I'll. Or something, but but I'll explain this. Have your players go to the four dots, um, in, in the center of ice where they face off when you go off sides within those dots. Set up some passing drills, have one player pass to the other, and then the other player go and then and then face off. Then for the next passing, have one player from from the blue lines, start out, uh, then you have them uh, turn and then backwards skate, and then they would repeat the process on the other side, and then they switch off um, as well. And then for the final one is they would go go counterclockwise for this. Uh, One player would pass to the other would pass to the other um, on, let's say the left side, they'd pass up and then they'd follow the puck uh, with the three players as well. And and they, and this could go, uh, two, and two players could do this simultaneously, but they'd have to like really get this down as well. And that would be your final one um, I'll try and see if I can find a video on this uh, to link this as well. Um, so just uh, yeah, so if you do want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, I'll put something out there as well and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes and as well. So So that's the passing drill. Um, work breakouts uh, for coaches get your players to work on the breakout, get them going um and not just and, and don't have them dump and chase if they can, if they're going to struggle to um you know, you know, you they could dump and chase uh, potentially and they could get to the puck and then they could work it, but you'd need your D back as well, but that's not your optimal thing. I would say only do that if if you just want to keep the clock moving and get a good change in. Um, when you have fresh legs and you got the puck, take it up ice. Ice, work with it. Have your players talk to each other out there. Make some good passes and set up from the point, shoot, skate, score. That's my philosophy there. So simple breakout there. Um, Penalty kills and power plays. Let's talk those. Get PK1 going against PP1. Power play is PP. PK is penalty kill. Get them working down low. Have one put, you know, drop a knee if they need to as well. And uh, box it up. Box it up. Four players. Make a box. Box and uh and uh and cover your goal, cover that loose end if you need to. Uh, as well when you know the power play goes and and have them work it in. Have them as well. And and also make sure your D can take a slap shot as well and work on slap shots with them as well. Work on everything with them. So um, yeah, this, yeah, that's my brief synops- synopsis of uh, high school hockey. So uh, what did you think of this episode? Uh, leave a good rating, um, five stars if you think it's worth it. Uh, and also, please share the show. And uh, just shut up my promotions uh, if you do want to subscribe to my newsletter with videos and bonus clips as well uh, and bonus audio and bonus episodes including the one for this one you can do that in the link below it's five dollars a month or if you pay for the entire year you get your you get two months free and that is fifty dollars for the entire year um so links for that and other things will be in the show notes um youtube Substack, and uh yeah that's pretty much it um all right Take care, of everyone, and have a wonderful day.